0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Give it up for Jesus one more time. I believe this is a house of miracles. I believe that anything can happen. I believe Jesus is here. Come on, you already see people taking steps of faith to, to move out. I'm so proud of you. Come on, Bailey, I'm so proud of you taking a spontaneous step of faith right there for the Lord. Come on, give her a hand. God, that's, it takes boldness and courage. Caleb, I got to talk to Caleb. I, I'm so pumped about about just what God's doing in your heart in this place and, and just seeing that, that this is a house of miracles and that we can put these things at, at Jesus' feet. Uh, I don't know, Kyle took off for a second. I, if we can get one of the stage guys, if they would, if maybe, Kyle, if you come back, I'm gonna move this up here to the right, a little bit closer to upstage, um, if you can let him know that. We're gonna jump into the word real quick. Uh, tonight is team night. Everybody say team night. Look at two people and say team night. How many of you know it takes a team to do this? And, and so, and so we, we have a team culture, our culture, of an open team culture, and so we want to encourage you, if you're on team here, uh, if you're thinking about getting on team here, or you've been saying, well, y'all wonder what it would be like to be on the team, we, we'd love to invite you out tonight, 6.30 here, we're going to have a, a time of celebration, we're going to give away some awards, you get to kind of see what our team is about, and then we're going to have some hamburgers, hot dogs, and some fun family stuff after that, and so please come on out, check that out tonight, it's going to be huge, and um, you, you, this can't, we can't This is no one. There's no one-man show here, right? Unless, unless we, everybody say amen to that. There's no one-man show. And unless we have a team, uh, we cannot continue to impact the community and the people that God's calling us to impact. And so you are very vital, and uh, we need you on the team. We need your gifts and your talents and your callings. And I believe that we're called to serve our city together. And so uh, it's awesome to see what God does when, when no one cares who gets the credit. It's so cool to watch that. And so let's, let's jump in that tonight and come on out at 6.30 and let's jump on a team together. And then you heard the other stuff that's going on. We'd love you to get plugged into connect groups or maybe you wanna lead one this summer. It's gonna be a great summer season of connect groups. And uh, I just think God's doing so many things. You don't wanna not stay, uh, you don't wanna stay on the peripheral of that. You wanna want get plugged in, get planted because uh, when you get your roots into something, that's when you get fed when you get your roots into something and you get planted into something. And a lot of times people go from church to church to church or even stay on the peripherals of church. And I'm telling you, if you'll give us a year, if you'll plant in for a year, I guarantee your life will be different. The the verse in the front lobby says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord, not that attend once every three weeks. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall, not maybe, shall flourish in the courts of our God. And so I just believe that there's good soil here, there's, there's the Holy Spirit in the, in the soil, and if you would plant into that, God's going to bring some things out of your life that you never knew were there, and it's going to grow, and you're going to be a, a different person in every category of your life. Come on, come on out tonight, jump on team, and learn about that. We're going to jump into the Word. We're, this is our final part of the series, LSD. Come on, somebody say, look at three people and say, LSD. LSD. Love, sex, and dating. Somebody said, well, the first title, I don't know which one's better. You know, somebody said, hey, like, LSD? I was like, what? And then you spelled it out, love, sex, and dating. I'm like, what? What's going on in that church? You know what I mean? And, uh, and so, so we need to talk about it. We need to, and, and I want to give you a praise report. Um, after uh, two, uh, our sermon last week, I heard a praise report this week. There was a family um, that, that uh, was, was um, separated and uh, and then and then believing God for for and not divorced yet but uh, separated heard the sermon and then God did a miracle and they were at the at church together and then said you know what let's work on our marriage they've been separated for over a year let's work on our marriage man I mean I just that that's that just that that I don't even know I don't even have words for that I'm just so proud of the Holy Spirit and so proud of people making decisions for God. And uh, I'm going to jump into the Word. And, and listen, I'm going I'm to bless some of you. Some of you are going to agree with me today. Some of you are going to disagree with me. Um, I'm going to bless some of you. I'm going to make some of you upset. Um, but my goal is to bless all of you. That's my goal. It's not, it's not my goal to offend or anything like that. I'm going to be as pastoral as I can talking about sex, but y'all know me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 i and i'm just going to you know just give you the word and, and here's the beginning of the bible genesis 1, 27 through twenty eight it says this: So God created human beings in His own image, in the image of God He created them, male and female He created them. Someone shared this with me last week; it's very interesting. When God made Adam, He made Adam male and female. Adam had God is both male and female. God has attributes of male and female in Him. When He made Adam, Adam was perfectly like God, so so Adam was one with God. And then female, the attributes were in him. And then God reached into Adam, pulled out female, and separated that from man. And now He made a puzzle piece that we have to have our spouses, that man is not complete in the same way he was. He was made male and female in, in, in God's image. And then God pulled female out of Adam. It was, and, and that is a, de, a, co, a dependent and interdependent relationship. And so it's beautiful. And God designed this. He, so he made them in his own image, male and female. That settles the debate right there. In love, and love, listen, it's in love. I'm not, I'm just, this is the word of God. He made them male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Right from the beginning of the Bible, right from the beginning, God defines creation, sex, gender, marriage, uh, 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 just, just procreation, um, intimacy. He, he describes pleasure. He just, he gets it right there at the beginning. And you got to hear me. It's on the screens. Only God can define it because he designed it. In love, only God can define it. And, and, and he designed it. Now, we can try to, you know, say what we want to say and try to define it. But the Bible is our standard, period. And, and, and I just think that we have to say it's God's word. And Whenever you, you want to challenge God's word, you're not just challenging his word. You're challenging his deity. You're challenging that he's actually God. And so we, we don't challenge that. We just take it. And some of you are going to say, well, you're old-fashioned pastor. And that's not what culture has today. And, and that's the mistranslation of the Bible. And, you, don't, you know, you're, you're being old school. Can I tell you some things you don't want to change? Air. Come on, you know, gravity. I think, okay, we can leave gravity alone. Water, right? We don't need any improvements on water. Like you don't want to bathe in Pepsi. I just, I just think that there's some things that God created that were intended just to be left alone, right? Right? There's some things that this is the, what God said, and this is how we believe, and this is what God intended. Romans 12, two says this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. I'm gonna talk to singles and marrieds today for a minute. Uh, I, I think that, that the world changes. Don't copy the customs of the world. Look, the world's gonna be the world. I'm not upset about it. Everything I'm gonna say today is in love. I love all people. Like I'm just saying that, that I've gotta still say what the Bible says, right? I can't just change the Bible. And the world changes. Do you remember when the world wouldn't allow Elvis's hips to be shown on TV? Come on, somebody. I think we've changed a little bit from that, right? Do you remember, that was back in the day when they went off air and like the national anthem played at the end of the night and the TV told you when you had to go to bed. It's your bedtime. You know what I mean? Do remember, anybody remember those days? Like the national anthem played. Yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself. Like it would just play. And then all of a sudden, just the TV would go black, you know? And they're like, good night, go to bed, you know? Like, So the world changes and culture changes and culture can say you can marry anybody and you can marry a child and you can marry an animal and you can you can marry this or you can marry that and and, and culture changes. I'm not mad at culture, but the church has to be the church. I think we don't get an opinion. You don't get an opinion. If you're a believer, you don't get an opinion. I'm just being honest. Y'all are, somebody's mad at me right now. You don't get an opinion. As a believer, you're submitted to the word of God. I've given up my opinion. I didn't create it, so I don't get to change it. I didn't create it, so I don't get to define it. And so God defines sex and marriage and intimacy, and and I just think that we gotta quit changing it. Singles, sex, and spaghetti. I got some spaghetti right here. I got some spaghetti. I I, I might need a little help up here. Come on. I got, uh, Sam, would you come up here and help me out? I saw you right there on the front. Would you just, would you just spread out my, my spaghetti scene right here? And give me a plate and just get that kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, I, I think it's important um, with uh, sex and, 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 and singles and, and what God says about it in his word. Um, the church has to speak on it. I'm going to speak on it with marriage today. I'm going to speak on it with singles today. And, and, and listen to me. We haven't said enough. And and if we have said anything, then we've said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You're going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. don't do it. And, and, and God made it, it's not bad. God made sex, it's not bad. It, it, it's made for the confines of marriage. And then, and then the other thing we've done is that either we didn't talk about it, either we said don't do it, or we said restrain yourself, restrain yourself, restrain yourself, restrain yourself. Listen to me, restraint without revelation equals rebellion. And, and so I want to give revelation today. Come on, thank you, man. I want to give revelation to why, why be clear about it? Why do it God's way? Why be careful? If you're a single in here, here's why you need to do this God's way when it comes to sex and intimacy. Come on, give Sam a hand. Thank you. Sam, Sam leads our parking team right there. Come on. Uh, a veteran leads our parking team and he would love you to join our parking team and get, to, get the early brew crew out there drinking some coffee and setting up parking. Uh, come on, marriage God's way. Seven out of 10 teens are having sex before the age of 19 right now. 70% of people in this culture are having sex before 19. People say, well, let them do what they want. They're just going to do that. No, no, no. Listen up. If you're single, you've got to guard this because if you start, you can't quit and you can't forget. You can't, without God, without God's intervention, you can't quit and you can't forget. And so, so you, there's things that you begin to partake of that you, you don't want to have in your memory when you begin to take steps of relationship. And we can teach our kids now. You can teach yourself now. I can teach you now. The word virgin is not a bad word. It's not a cuss word. I know it's rare in society, but it's not a bad word. Listen to these stats. If you're married as a virgin, the chance of losing your marriage to divorce are 3% you're married and not a virgin, the chance of losing your marriage to divorce to divorce is above eighty percent. I mean, just 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 here, I'm just giving you revelation. Like, don't just restrain yourself. Here's revelation. I mean, it's not too late to say, you know what? Okay, wait a minute. And I'm not. We've cheapened sex so much, and then we've made it this cheap thing that's just for sale. And it's like it's like you, we think here, here's what happens. Singles, you think that sex is going to bring you intimacy, and the more and more sex you have, the less and less intimacy you have because intimacy. Intimacy is something that's built by married couples and sex is the reward for intimacy. Sex is not intimacy. And, and so as, as, a, as a single person, you gotta go, wait a minute. Okay, I gotta do this God's way. And the Bible says God hates divorce. He doesn't hate the people. Come on, If in, everybody in this room has been affected by divorce, everybody. Kids, somebody you know, everybody in this room. Uh, my parents, listen to me, between my parents, my mom's been married four times, my dad's been married three times. And now they've both been married 20 years in their last Seven marriages between my mother and father. I know what I'm talking about. And, and so, so I would say, I hate divorce. God says in his Bible, I hate divorce. You, if you've experienced it, you would say, I hate divorce. Your children would say, I hate divorce. Here's the thing, not the people. I love my father. I love my mother. I love my siblings. I love, but I hate divorce. God says the same thing. We hate what it does to society. And so we need to begin to understand. And in God's eyes, let me help you out. Your marriage don't start at your little sand ceremony on the beach, somebody. Your marriage don't start you putting the unity candle together and the wind blowing it out because the thing won't light because it's outside. Your marriage does not start at the freaking hot barn in July. I ain't going to that wedding anymore, okay? Why are you getting married in a field in July? It's too hot. A fat man ain't putting a suit on in July in the field. I'm just I'm distracted, but listen, it's about God's way. It, marriage starts at sex, God said the two shall become one. Marriage begins. The covenant begins. It's a blood covenant. God designed it as a blood covenant. I'm gonna give you revelation. That's why the female has a hymen. Because when, when, there's, when there's intercourse and the hymen is broken, there's blood. It's a blood covenant. There's a 3% chance of losing your marriage in a blood covenant. The strongest covenant that's ever bound is a blood covenant. And listen to me, don't feel guilty. I'm not here to condemn you. If you've made mistakes, God can restore, He can heal, He can redeem, He can remove memories, He can change everything. Come on, somebody, give God praise for a second that He did, He can do that. He restored that for me. He restored that for me in my life. When I gave my life to Christ, he restored it. But, but I think that we have to look at it God's way. It's a blood covenant, and we have to ask God to help us be renewed. Here's what's happening. So we go to make spaghetti. You're single, sex, and spaghetti. Spaghetti is good. How many of you know there's an order to making spaghetti, right? There's a certain, if you make spaghetti, you know that, what do you do first? You pour, you, you, you pour the water, and you, you boil the water, right? And, and, and then you put the spaghetti in. But say we just went in our own order. We just decided to start putting spaghetti spaghetti in the pot there. And we're going to have some spaghetti, you know, I'm going to, you know, do I really need uh, to get married? I mean, we want to buy a house, you know, we want to live together. It's okay. I mean, you know, and, and do we need, do we really need to wait for marriage to, to have sex? We can put some sauce on this thing. It's fine. I mean, and, 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 you know, Parmesan cheese on spaghetti is good. We don't, you know what, we can have some kids before we get married. You know, I mean, technically put some salt on it, Technic and pepper right there. Come on, put that in there. Technically, and then you add a little bit of water. I mean, you know, we, we've got the bread. Come on, somebody, we got some bread. I mean, you know, that's awesome. Do, do I really need to do it in God's order? We've got, I mean, technically, I mean, technically, you've got Spaghetti. I mean, do I, do I have to do, do it in God? I mean, technically, I mean, yeah, you got the bread, you got the butter, you got the sauce. But when you begin to go out of order from the design God designed for you, it doesn't taste the same, somebody. You don't end up with the dish that God intended for you to end up with. I got sauce all over my hands. It tastes good for a season. But then you try to figure that mess out. Here's the reality. God says, you know what? There's steps to this thing. I Don't pull out the ingredients and just, follow, and just do your own steps because you want to have, you know, well, we're going to have a kid and then get married, or we're going to buy a house and see if it works out together. And then I'm telling you, you're making spaghetti the wrong way. God said, here's how to do it. I'll tell you and encourage you, come on, don't start because you can't quit and you can't forget. Ask God to get involved in it. I want to speak to some married people for a second. Is that helping anybody today? And it's a covenant. It's a blood covenant. Marriage, sex, and intimacy. Intimacy is, is sex is, is in, sex is intimacy's reward for couples that build intimacy. Intimacy is, is literally, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but intimacy is this. My spouse knows everything about me and I fear no rejection. That they, they actually know me fully. And I'm going to give you some, some ways to kind of spice up your sex life. Sex starts, listen to me, sex starts with serving one another. If you're a married couple in here, sex starts as serving each other. Paul said it, said it this way, your body is not your own. So it literally meaning that you would serve your spouse. If you make a decision to serve your spouse, I promise you, your sex life will go through the roof if you decide to serve each other. Here's what Song of Solomon says. The very first secret I want to give you in sex is this, reconnect outside the bedroom. Somebody needs to hear that. Reconnect. Song of Solomon says it in chapter four, verse one through four. How beautiful are you, my darling? Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats. Come on, Solomon. Descending from the hills of Gilead, your teeth are like a flock of sheep shorn coming up from the washing. Each one has his twin. He's saying, man, you ain't missing no teeth, girl. Not one of them is alone. Your lips are like a scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples are behind your veil. And they're like halves of pomegranates. Your neck is like the Tower of David built on the course of stone, courses of stones. On, on it hangs a thousand shields, all of them shields of warriors. He, he, he's, he's laying down some game right here. Come on, somebody. I mean, guys, listen to me. Your words, talking about your words and actions create an atmosphere. An atmosphere for your spouse and for your life. You can, you can use your words. Come on, guys, do stupid stuff. You turn everything into some sexual innuendo. She's like, you know, we need to make spaghetti. I'll make your spaghetti. You know, it's like, what? What? You know, we got to change the tires. I'll change your tires, girl. You know, stop that. Stop. Yeah, somebody's clapping right there. Pray. That's not good. Like, like you, can, you can change the atmosphere with your words. He's laying down game with his words. Women are crockpots. Come on. Men are microwaves. Listen, men are ready anytime, anywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's like anywhere. You just I mean they're just gonna I mean a microwave it just makes a little humming noise and then dings. That's men. Anytime, anywhere be real in church my women are crock pots you got to turn that thing on early in the morning you got to make sure all the ingredients are in it it starts to simmer right you got to check on it all day long you're like no you don't you leave it not if you got kids in a life because the kids unplug it and people turn it off and they turn it to low and it should be on high you got to guard that thing right come on man and, and so all day long, and then you get home at night and the whole house has got an aroma and it's simmering and it's ready. That's the difference. You've got to lay down some game. Solomon says, listen, your hair is like a flock of goats. You got fresh breath. He, he's beginning to say uh, some compliments. He's being sincere, no agenda. He's connecting through her ear gate. Come on, guys. Listen, I'm helping you. Some of you ladies need to be like saying, amen. He's saying things he loves about her. You know, we could go for months without saying things we love about our spouses. We can, it's just so easy to let it go for 30 days, 40 days. Like, find some things you love. Like, man, your hair, your eyes. You start to say some things. Guys, she needs non-sexual touch. NST. Somebody say NST. Non-sexual touch. Holding hands. Kissing. Rubbing the shoulders. Rubbing the shoulders without your hands slipping somewhere else. Because what it communicates is, I don't want anything from you. I, I don't. I don't. I want to love you for you. I'm not trying to get something out of you. It's called affection, and affection is not sex. She doesn't. She. She. Act, she listen. She doesn't need affection. She has to have it. Like, like it, it's. It's not just a want. It's a need in her life. Like I have to have affection. You. You trying to initiate sex without giving her affection it's like you leaving your car out in the cold on a winter day going out and trying to start that thing up and drive it right away with a big old icy windshield come on anybody you're turning defrost on like a full blast like three minutes before you gotta drive somewhere and that's how many of you treat your sex life as, and as a married couple As guys you're just trying to heat that thing up three minutes before you take off it's dangerous you're scraping that little hole in the windshield trying to see where to go you, you need to begin to reconnect am I helping anybody at all Some of y'all are like, I can't believe we're talking about this in church. I'm just telling you, I think it's important. You need to decide, look, we're going to reconnect outside of the bedroom. He says, your neck is like a Tower of David with a thousand shields on it. He starts talking to her confidence. Come on, guys. Your words should heal her confidence. You know, your words should should speak to the inner, deeper things of who she is. He's talking about her courage, her boldness. She holds her head up strong. She's got sincere, deep things of value in her life. He's speaking to those things. He's honoring her. The devil loves familiarity. Satan loves familiarity. But but, but God wants us to honor each other, honor your spouse. Number two, number one, reconnect outside the bedroom. Number two, recommit to passion. Come on, somebody find your girlfriend, find your boyfriend. If you're married, recommit to passion. Verse five, your breasts are like two fawns. Come on, somebody. Listen, <laughs> if you see me out in public and talk to me about this sermon, I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm fine right now. I'm guarded behind this lectern, okay? <laughs> Her breasts are like twin fawns, like, like twin fawns of a gazelle. They browse among the lilies. He's like, your breasts are like fawns. Like, Listen, recommit to passion. I mean, come on, guys. This is a deer hunting theme here. He's like, there are two fawns. We're going after the fawns. What happens if you barge in on the fawns? They run to the woods. You can't just go barging in on the fawns. Listen to me. He's saying, like, like, be, hey, listen, have passion, but, but work on your approach. Amen. Have passion, But work on your approach. It's called romance. It's called knowing and meeting an unspoken need. It's called kindling the fire. You don't, if you're going to go make a fire, come on, any bonfire people, if you're going to make a bonfire, you don't throw a whole tree on right away. You go and you get a little, you get a little kindling. You get a little, you get a little spark going. You begin to build that flame. And then you and then you begin to build a fire. That's called romance. Meeting an unspoken need, figuring out what she wants. Work on your approach. Get passionate. Date again. Find your boyfriend. Find your kids. Steal all that. I told you a few weeks ago. Kids keeping intimacy distant. That's what kids stands for. Get away. Go on a trip together. You get away. You be like, man, you're sexy. Like I, I didn't remember. Like yeah. Like you're going home now. And you got kids around. Your wife, you know, she's answering questions. Kids are like, where is this? Mom, 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 mom. I come home, I'm like, babe, where's the apple juice? I'm just another big kid. I'm like, hey. (laughs) Got to get away. You know, remember who we were. Men, work on your approach. Ladies, I said it last week, have an approach. Have an approach. Take the flannel off. (laughs) Everything looks better in silk than flannel. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. I'm just... Some of y'all are gonna hate me right now. I'm being serious. Have an approach. Men fear rejection. We've, had, we've been having to ask you out since middle school. And, and we fear having to, to put ourselves out there and being rejected. And, and you, you need to have an approach. He, hear me, this is so important. He needs sexual touch. It's, it's not a want, he needs that. And, and you gotta write this down, it won't be on the screen. He wants you to respond out of desire, not duty. He wants you to respond out of desire, not duty. Have some spontaneity. Send him a text message and say, well, if you get home and you can catch me, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Give him a gift box with nothing in it. When he opens it and says there's nothing in it, and you're like, that's right, that's what I'll be wearing when you get home. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm some of y'all getting ideas. Like, like I just, it's just make sure that you're you're putting some 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 work into it and having an approach in it he is, where it's just not one sided. he needs that. Sex is a gift from God. It's not a chore. Like, I gotta do this again. Like, I can't, mind. this is what the gift God gave me. I gotta do it again. No, he wants this again. No, listen to me. Like Like, the only place to get our sexual needs met, husband or wife, is in the confines of marriage with our spouse. If you're having sex 10 times a year, that's a sexless marriage. I'm just, you know... People say, how many times should we, I don't know, one to seven a week, you know? I think that's, that's a, somewhere in there. Uh, you can ask, you know, <laughs> well, depending on your age, I guess, I don't know, and your doctor. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think that, that it's important to know, like, what, what, you know, what is, what is normal, um, and if, if you're not, if you're cutting each other off, ladies, if you cut him off in that area, it's like him going silent on you and cutting off all communication, it's important that you guys recommit to passion, schedule it. I mean, I know that sounds weird. Life gets in the way, kids, jobs. I wrote some days down. Come on, schedule it. Sunday, fun day, Monday, madness, terrific Tuesday, wonderful Wednesday, thirsty Thursday, freaky Friday, super Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. Some of y'all going to take notes and stream this live. If you're online, I love you. Come on, you know, hopefully you're sitting there watching with your spouse and, uh, I just think it's important to help. Hey, hey, let me say this, guys. Help your spouse get in the mood. Come on, ladies. Like I said, they are they are a crock pot. You need to help. I help my wife get in the mood. Here, here's what I do. I uh, I've got this little case, and I, I I will help Sandra get in the mood. I'll put on these little tight uh, latex yellow gloves. <laughs> Start doing the dishes. <laughs> Men, women are connected to every single thing. Their sex life is connected to every single thing in the day. I don't understand how their sex life is connected to my kid's teenager's basket of trash. I don't get it. Like, for The grass isn't mown, I, isn't, isn't mowed. I don't get it. The, you know, I don't understand why every, the mulch, I didn't do mulch. I don't get how for a lady that's connected to sex. For a guy, sex is just sex. Right? It's a different ball game. But guys, listen, like I said, it's the crockpot. Make sure you're helping. Remove distractions. Some of you guys want intimacy, and you don't help all day long. You get home, you don't talk, and then at like 1030 at night, everybody's tired. You're like, you want to do it? Are y'all following me at all? I hope to God I'm helping somebody's marriage today. I think I'm freaking some of y'all out. I I think that it's important. Ladies, respond. Guys, have an approach, but have passion, work on an approach. Ladies, respond out of desire, not duty. Number three, this is important. Got a few minutes left. Rebuild absolute trust. Rebuild absolute trust. Verse seven, he says, you are altogether beautiful. My darling, there is no flaw in you. I see no flaws in you. Like, I I, I, I see beauty in you. I, I don't. Can I say that whatever you're looking for, you're finding? If you're looking for flaws, you're finding flaws. If you're looking for beauty, you're finding beauty. And and far too often we look for flaws and we point things out. Men, your wife is your standard of beauty. That is your standard of beauty. And it is so important that you don't point out and women you don't point out and we don't point out. Men can take it. We can be like, you know, 50 pounds overweight and still find Mr. Olympia in in the mirror. You know, we're like, yeah, I got it, babe. You know? You know, she, you know, you're, don't, you, we don't point stuff out on each other. I think it's important. And here's why it's so important. You don't, that, you don't point it out because here's why. You need redeemed images of one another. And so if you break trust, here's what happens. If you break trust, you begin to break her confidence. You begin to point, or his confidence, you point stuff out. Now you've broken trust and you can't actually enjoy one another and get redeemed images. What do I mean by redeemed images? I mean, turn the lights on and have sex. You're like, well, I just want the lights off. I don't want everybody to see me. You need to give each other redeemed images. Why? Because there are images all around everywhere we go. Billboards, the hardware store with a girl in a bikini holding a chainsaw. Why? Because sex sells, but it's stupid. We need redeemed images. God knew that images, listen to me. That's why pornography is so damaging. It is, And I'm going to talk about that in a second. You need redeemed images. When you see an image of your spouse, God made your brain to release chemicals that actually super glue you to that spouse at that moment in time. That's why 80 and 90 year old people can be kissing and hugging and still having sex and, the, and, the, and people go, ooh, that's gross, but it's not. It's because they, you see somebody that's older, they see each other as a snapshot at 20 and 30 And 50, because God has released a chemical called dopamines and endorphins, and it superglued them to that image. Many of us are looking at the wrong images, and as you look at certain images, you begin to get superglued to those images. And Paul and the Bible says that you actually glue to those images. And so, so it's so important for you to build trust so you can actually begin to see each other, come on, and turn the lights on and get some redeemed images of one another. And begin to be super glued to your spouse. Come on. It's called, like if you eat good at home, you don't go out. You need to eat so good at home. You ever eaten so much at home? You're just so full. You say, if I see another thing, piece of food, I'm going to be sick. That's what you want for each other. When you leave the, door, leave the house, if I see another lady, I'm going to be sick. If I see another man, I'm going to be sick. And I think that we have to build absolute trust to get to that place You're either building intimacy or isolation. I'm gonna close up. I got a few thoughts for you. You're gonna gonna build intimacy or isolation. Most men see sex as a form of stress relief. Most women need stress relief in order to have sex. Listen to that. Most men see sex as stress relief. Most women need stress relief in order to have sex. It's God's sense of humor. (laughs) A woman, stress relief is talk it out a male's sex relief is touch it out. Two different ways of communication. What God is saying to us is we're going to have to communicate. We're going to have to talk to one another. We're going to, our, our communication is different. When a guy hits middle school and starts seeing girls, he can't even speak. He's like, oh, oh, wow. As a girl, when you see a guy at the mall in middle school, you see your whole future. You've got your name behind his. You hear a song playing for the wedding and you see it all. It's two different ways of communication. God's saying you need to actually build trust, not isolation, but intimacy and communicate. Now, next thought, secrecy. Hear me, this is important. Secrecy is the enemy of intimacy. Intimacy. So many people have sexual baggage or secrets or things that we haven't shared with our spouse. Many of you have been hurt in ways and you've never shared it with your spouse. I don't mean going into horrific details, but you have to share your pain with someone or they'll never understand you. And many of you are hiding certain things. You've made public vows at a wedding day, but you've made inner vows personally. I will never. He will never. She will never we will never and your spouse doesn't know the hidden inner vows that you've created and when you make an inner vow you've actually taken your god off the throne in that area of your life and you've put yourself on the throne internally and you won't listen to, to coaching from a pastor from a leader many of you right now have inner vows and you're not you're mad at me and you won't listen to god god said don't do that don't swear by heaven or swear by earth you didn't create those things don't swear by your name you didn't create it saying don't make an inner vow you, 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 can't, you can't do that. God wants to be God in those areas. And so what you need to do, again, don't go into horrific detail, but share your pain. Share areas. Secrecy uh, hinders intimacy. And so there might be some things that you need to share. Last thought, you should be physically monogamous and mentally monogamous. You should be physically monogamous and mentally monogamous. You, listen, married couples, especially if you're, mar- if you're married, do not window shop. Because you will purchase in a moment of weakness that you didn't think you'd purchase. You will buy something in weak times. Don't window shop. If you're single, hear me right now, you need to decide that you're gonna be careful what you look at and lust over. Because cause you, cause you cannot quit and you can't forget. And, and listen, why does God start giving us sexual desires as, as a young, you know, in puberty, as younger, you know, before we're married? Why, why not give them to us at 20 or 25 or 30? Why does he give it at 12 and 13? Because he wants you to steward those desires. And if you can't learn to steward those desires in those years, marriage will not fix it. Many people think, oh, I'll get married and it'll all go away. No, it won't. The devil t- attacks double. So God wants you to learn to steward your desires and, you, and your desire for sex and in those areas. I would encourage you, don't get into pornography. Like, again, like I told you, it's damaging. Uh, anybody, married or non-married, if you're married, don't bring pornography into your marriage. Some, two in three Christian men are addicted to pornography. Addicted. I mean, that's sobering. It's proven, stats prove that when a, when a male or female, but, because that's going up on the rise in, in addiction as well, but when a male gets free from addiction and an addiction to pornography, his income doubles. Right now, some of y'all are like, my God, I'm going home getting free. We've got resources. We've got counselors. We've got people in the city. We've got freedom groups. That's not a, don't, I'm not putting shame on you. Shame off you shame off of you in all of this message shame off of you most people equate sex with shame and here's why the bible says they were naked and without shame come on covenant takes vulnerability covenant takes work it takes yeah you can hurt me so good but i'm gonna trust you right and so shame off of you what how do you get shame off of you by putting it under the cover of god Like even if you've made mistakes, maybe some of the pain you've been in was something someone else did to you. Listen, give it to Jesus. We said this is a house of miracles. Surrender it to his feet. He can restore, renew, rebuild, rewind, rework. He can do all of it. He's God. He's the God of the past, the present, and the future. I promise you, if you'll surrender to him, he can heal. Does this help anybody today? Amen. I want to pray for you. I, I want to pray that you would surrender anything you need to to Jesus. I want to pray that you would release anything you need to release. Any, any pain, any hurt, any hidden vow. That you, just, you could release it to him. and I, And I want to pray that you can actually rejoice that God's actually set you free you can leave out of here actually rejoicing like you as we pray I'm believing I'm believing really we're going to pray right now and I'm believing that some of you are going to leave here rejoicing and you're going to share some things and some things are going to come off of you and God's going to cover it it's not dirty God gave them this in the garden of Eden and God just wants to put his word back around it and I'm praying that God puts his word back around it and it's not it's not under shame because it's under cover of God Father thank you for this word today thank you Whoa, Jesus thank you <laughs> Thank you for the fire of intimacy. Lord, we just, we just thank you for every marriage in this place, Lord. i just say this right now. If anyone's gone through a divorce or been separated or feel like, you know what, I, there's no hope for me, that that's a lie from the enemy, that there's hope, there's renewal, there, there's a new day, there's new life, there's new vision, new direction. I pray that any pain or any, 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 anybody that hurts someone in this place, God, that there's any inner vow, I pray that they would release that today. We can release areas of pain. Anything that we've hidden and we've kept secret, God, we could actually share with our spouse in full trust and we could build trust. That passion would come back alive today in new ways. That, Lord, this isn't perverted. It's powerful by the word of God that you've given us this as, the, as, a, as a blessing and a gift, God. I pray for singles. They'd stay strong. They'd they'd keep their eyes on the cross. That they'd stay pure. That virginity wouldn't be a curse word. That no, no matter what culture's doing, God, that we wouldn't be pulled to and fro. We wouldn't be swayed just because it's what everybody's doing. We would take a stand. We'd stand strong in love, not judging anybody, but in love, oh God. This is what your word says. It's not because you don't want us to have something great. It's because you want us to have something great. Lord, we would do it according to your order and your plan. We'd make spaghetti the right way. Give them power. Lord, any relationships that you need to release right now, let people walk out of here with a new boldness to say, you know what, I gotta release this. This isn't God's. Anything we need to surrender to you, God, anything you need to heal or renew, we put it at the feet of Jesus right now. Lord, bring passion back into marriages. Bring healthy intimacy back. Bring the reward of sex back into marriages. Lord, help marriages leave here and leave this this last month of this message better where people are saying, we're gonna work on this. Thank you that it takes work. We give you glory and honor and praise for it. We need you in our life today, God. Maybe you're here and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Just for another second, no one looking around, I'm not going to embarrass you or stand you up, but maybe you're hearing all this and the only way to live successfully and to live free from sin and pain and guilt and shame and not keep making the same mistakes and trying to lead our own life is to surrender to Jesus. He went to a cross, he died for all of our mistakes He died for our sin. He died for our shame. He rose from the dead to tell you that you can have a brand new fresh start and that if you would accept him and surrender to him as your Lord and your leader, he'd begin to lead your life. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I'm I'm not letting him lead my life. I need a fresh start in God. If that's you, I'm just gonna ask you to put your hand up to me in a second. I wanna pray a prayer for you. If you'd like me to include you in this prayer, just a fresh start prayer with God, I want you to put your hand up to me. If you're online and you're, you're watching and you need a fresh start with God, In any area, maybe you just need to come to him for the first time ever, or maybe you need to come back to him. If you're in this room or online, would you just put your hand up to me right now? Pastor, pray for me. I need a fresh start in God. God bless you. Come on, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your boldness. Anybody else? I need a fresh start. If you're online, type it into the chat right now. I need a fresh start with God. I surrender to Jesus as my leader. I'm gonna pray a prayer and you can just pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I trust you for my life. I trust you with all my mistakes, my failure, my sins. I turn from that stuff. I I give it to you. I put it on the cross. Thank you for taking it. And Lord, I believe that you rose from the dead and that you are God. I surrender my life to you. Fill me with your spirit so I can serve you and live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God praise this morning.